0: Welcome, friends, to Tank Out, the podcast about video games, beer, shitty internet, phones being slow, and various other things. I mean, one of you hosts to spend... Um, did I say it was episode 292? Maybe it did, maybe it didn't. Who knows? I'm here with Adel. Hey! <laughs> Hello, sir. Oh, it's going to be one of those, eh? It, uh, yes, yes, absolutely one of those.
1: Sadly, Lucy is, I was going to say, not with us, but that's a little more extreme sounding than I meant. <laughs> uh, Lucy is uh, still recovering. Um, so here we are. Yeah. Just the yeah. two of us. Just as the two say. of us.
0: Let's have a nice evening, hang, chat, drink some beers, talk about whatever we like for however long we like, essentially. Um, Let's open some beers, as we usually do, first. I'm going to go first, this week. Um, i got a beer from Newtown Park. It's one I hadn't seen before. It's a 6.9% IPA. I don't know whether they're fans of Microsoft and Xbox, Um, but this beer is called Infinite Horizons. Drawing on all of their things, you know, just yeah, come out or, or, or coming out, whether it's just a massive coincidence, who knows? Um, but there's a little bit of flavor text packed with heaps of flaked oats and wheat for a soft body, along with a heavy dry hop of Cryo, Simcoe, Amarillo, and Centennial. It's a party full of ripe peach, gooey, juicy mangoes, fresh grapefruit zest, and you're all invited. Uh, it's also got Sabro and Mosaic in it. Uh, that's everything. Yeah, nice. Nice. What are you drinking this week?
1: Uh I've got this lovely looking Ooh. can. It's like a smoky sea cloudy green tinscape from uh it's the Sur Citra from Tuol. Mm. It's dry hopped sour pale ale. Um is five point five percent.
0: Nice.
1: As always, Tool doesn't really um, say a lot on the tin.
0: Yeah. I will get mine poured. As soon as I cracked it, the the nose sort of rushed out. Even after I hadn't sort of fully cracked the uh, cracked the can, it was already seeping out. I'm trying both pour on screen ah. together. Um, a little glass for me, so it was not all quite fit in. But that already instantly... Really clear. but oh, wow. that little, little haze to it. Not much, but super carbonated. Nice, nice foamy thick head on there. But it does have that lovely light, sort of peachy nose, definitely. Little bit, as they say, a little bit of sort of mango in there as well. Oh, that's a lovely easy beer to drink. Excellent. Oh, it really does have those... Sort of, you know, instant elements that they sort of uh, say to you that there is a lot of peach in there. There's maybe they say gooey, juicy mangoes, which kind of makes me think that it's going to have a little bit more of a cloying kind of thicker mouthfeel than, Mm. than perhaps it does. Which it it is very sort of not thin, but it's medium bodied. Some of that maybe there is a little bit a, a, a touch of, of thickness to it, which is maybe sort of the oats and a little bit of the, the the malt just picking up to give it that little bit of of thickness in there. But it's not quite gooey, juicy mangoes, um, mm. but it's definitely it's definitely got a, a, a nice mango hit to it, and it does say grapefruit zest on there. There is a kind of a, a hint. Right towards the end of that grapefruit and it leads into you know uh, maybe not necessarily zesty for me it's not quite what i'm picking up but it kind of helps it just edge with a little bitter finish Mm. as that grapefruit just picks up and and again yeah i can see why they said maybe zesty rather than grapefruit because it is just a, a little hint it's kind right. of just sat on the tongue a little bit, but just turns the beer a, a touch kind of bitter. Um, But this, this is this is incredibly easy. This is very good. Mm. I'm just going to sit here and enjoy this. I, I, I'm done. Bye. Thanks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, all right.
0: Well, I mean, there's not much more to say about it uh, than that. It does what it says on the tin. It's very, very good. It, it, it feels like it tastes very good the, the 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 mouthful is nice um so yeah we can come straight into the tool.
1: excellent um so you saw the pour it's mm-hmm. le- it's much um uh hazier much more trans uh less transparent than yours a little more yes. orangey Yeah, I'm yeah. Thinking? um almost no head off the pour and like now one short beer description later just nothing right mm. um i'm getting really lovely i want to say a bit of passion fruit and citrus off the nose i mean I'm, uh, it's a dry hop sour pale ale mm-hmm. yeah i'm getting almost um almost a sour grape off of the like just like a grape peel sourness off of the yeah. um, nose as well Really, really pleasant. Uh, it's it's dry hopped, but not. Um, but like, like again, it's um, it's nice and delicate. Uh, but yeah, I'm getting I'm getting sweet citrus a little bit there on along with that tartness.
0: Mm. It's Ooh. definitely a beer just from its sort of the, the 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 color of it and the way it looks does sort of suggest. You know more than a pale. that that the sourness is probably doing kind of say a little bit more than giving it a tang perhaps
1: um tang's a good word um mm. uh because it's um it's got a nice tart tangy finish mm mm-hmm. um but it's it's thick tasting was it six percent did i say I don't remember
0: it was less than that I think five five and a half yeah,
1: yeah five and a half percent um but it it tastes much um much stronger mm. It's that sourness is just thickening the flavor. Um, it tastes, it, it, it sort of get the flavor is nice and juicy and thick. That it's um, tricking me on the mouthfeel. The mouthfeel is actually, if you really pay attention, thinner than it seems. Mm-hmm. But it does coat the tongue and you get this lovely um, sweet citrus and then tartness um, right on the tip of your tongue. And then, as it fades, you get uh, there's that almost like I said um, sour grape tartness, but it's it's like supported by the tropical fruit as well. Mm. Bring um, yeah, so it's got this like surge of um, the sweetness is just enough to th- make the flavor bigger, but it still tastes tart sort of all the way through. And the finish is quite interesting. Um, my brain keeps saying is that aspartame-y on the finish, but it's not. There's something similar though. Okay. Um, and then uh, as that fades, you get a hint of that citrus sweet again, and then it sort of leaves the mouth a little drier than I'd like. Um, but again, that citrus sweetness is there. Um, I'm just uh. Trying to place what that thing is, but anyway, it's it's really quite pleasant, um, quite unique for in the beers. I haven't tasted something like this in a while. Mm. It's been a while. It's almost you've like
0: had too old as well, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. So you know how aspartame does feel kind of like a bit salty, mm.
2: um,
1: as an aftertaste. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. There's just a bit of a, like, a hint of saltiness okay. at the end, and I think that's what uh, why my brain keeps saying aspartame.
0: Is there anything in the ingredients list uh, that oh yeah, might a... just allude to kind of anything additional that's been sort of put in like that? You so uh, know, whether there's some sea salt or something in there just to balance out the the sourness and bring it back into being, say a a, a pale or a sour pale, rather than just being a sour.
1: Uh, contains malted barley and oats. Alcohol five point five percent. Net content for forty. Sea bottom. Uh, yo. Okay, well,
0: sure. Yeah. Um, we we'll leave too old to their ingredients. They don't want to tell us what they are. It's fine.
1: Yeah, I do think it is a saltiness, though. Just just mm-hmm. now that it's been sitting off my palate for a bit, I do feel like it. Like, you know, like when someone sprinkles a bit of salt, sea salt or something, on a a chocolate or whatever. Mm. I, like it's that sort of light saltiness that I'm mm-hmm. talking about. That just sort of seems to be opening the flavour up, but you just get a hint of it afterwards. Yeah, yeah, so it's really quite interesting uh, and quite good. Lovely,
0: nice. Um, I will just make a further comment on this uh, Newtown Park Infinite Horizons. It is quite dry. Like all of these flavors don't elicit this sort of dry beer, you know, that, that, that nice sort of stone fruit kind of flavors that are, that are coming through with this, um, makes it feel sort of very wet, very juicy. And then suddenly, I, I, again, coming back to that bitterness of that grapefruit and the idea of maybe it being more zesty than the, than the, the sort of juicy fruit itself, it suddenly just goes whoop and just that dryness kicks in and leaves me with this very pleasant aftertaste of all of those you know that, that the peach comes back the mango kind of sits in there as well uh, but really light like it's it sort of like it dries it takes almost all of that flavor away but just leaves a, a tiny hint of what the beer was so mm. it's a, it's a kind of a dryness where it's inviting me to go back to it, it's telling me to go back to it as well. Um, it's kind of doing both of the things that sort of dryness in some beers uh, does. So, yeah, it's, it's just kind of drawing me back in to experience all of those flavors again. So, yeah, nice. Excellent. Let's enjoy these. We will drink them. We'll have further thoughts on them later uh, in the episode. But we should jump into uh, games. Or anything we want to talk about kind of in the ga world of gaming. Um mm. I've had another very, very light week in um in games, uh, having had an absolutely insane work week uh, again, which isn't gonna let up any time soon. So I thought as a as kind of a topic mm. because I know um you yourself as well have had these moments in time where You've not fallen out with gaming necessarily, but other things have taken sort of priority. Yeah, and it's but, definitely taken the back seat in my yes, life. Yeah, times. and I, I, you know, there have been times in my life where gaming has taken a backseat. We've we've talked about this before in previous episodes. You know, go 150 episodes back, 200 episodes back, or something like that, and we have had a, a few conversations around this. But I feel like I'm coming into one of those stages again. Where gaming mm. absolutely is taking a, a, a bit of a backseat. And whilst I'm, you know, doing kind of everything else, uh, Lucy's in the chat and she says hey. video games are for children. Yes, Lucy, you are right. Children and large children like ourselves. Um, but when the, you know, adult world comes a call in, we've got to put them down. Uh, so yeah, I, I feel like at the moment I'm The coming- children? <laughs> no, the games. <laughs> um, okay, okay, it depends. Sometimes, it depends. if you have children, they occasionally don't want you to put them down. So you have that to contend with as well. But yes, I'm, I'm coming into this phase and I've always found that whilst I've had those moments where I'm like, I'll play this, I'll play a bit of this, I'll play a bit of this, I'll play a bit of this, I'll play that, and I can jump very nicely between lots of games. At the moment, I'm finding that I kind of have to concentrate on one uh, and i yeah. know last week i said um that i played um you know chat about inscription a little bit um and i'd kind of delved back into crusader kings 3 um that wasn't short-lived but has definitely been a cool play a little bit right I, I i'll put that down now and i haven't kind of been back to either of those um And part of that is because I I said last week I was going to start Resi 7 as well. So Mm. I've sort of jumped into Resi 7 a little bit. I played maybe an hour and a a little of that. And I don't know whether it's just my general uh, um, sort of mindset, whether things are kind of changing for me. But suddenly nothing's kind of grasping me either you know the idea that when i had these moments before you know either through university or or whatever point that i went right i'm just going to focus on you know one big game's come out that's pretty much all i'm gonna play no the witcher 3 came out didn't play anything else played the witcher 3 that that was kind of it and it held me um whereas now i'm kind of like oh mm, mm, mm. I'm at a point where I'm kind of thinking, oh, I don't really have the time to play much. But again, nothing is kind of grabbing me. And I don't know whether part of that has come from having less time and my mind already ticking over the idea of being like, right, I need to, you know, I, I can't dedicate as much time to it. Maybe I don't feel like I can get into it quite as much and that sort of thing. So again, I wanted to ask you from your experience, whether you've had sort of moments like that that you know whether those things have kind of come hand in hand or you have found you know different times where it's like no i just can't play though just can't play it nothing to do with what the game is or whether i would want to i just don't have the time to do it or or whether you find it's kind of a combination of these things um i'd say a bit of all of it um i think Hmm.
1: the the when your time is like At a premium, I think it's very easy to not think of the immediate, I have time to play an hour of a game. Mm -hmm. That's ultimately games are entertainment. So if I never play this game again outside of this hour, it's done its job, so to speak, right? Yeah. It's really easy to try and project forward. Oh, but if I start this game, even it's five hours, where am I going to find the five hours? Yes. Yes. Um and I think you mentioned The Witcher Three. I um, I, I mean, everyone, other co-hosts and guests, all will continue to tell me I'll rue the day that I keep admitting I've not played played the game. Right? I've owned it since very early on, mm-hmm. but I was in the middle of the PhD and I had some personal stuff going on, and it just seemed daunting. And then even when I sort of got to a place where I was playing games, again it was sort of on the backlog. There was hype for other things and it was still supposed to be, you know, a hundred odd to, you know, tens of hundreds of hours. And I just couldn't, right. Just still see even today where don't have as much going on. Um, it just seems like a lot. Mm. Uh, and I'm getting better about that. That's what like my 2021 odyssey has been finding space to play games again, but it took me a couple of years to get back in the saddle. Um, so I think part of it is like the very human sort of the same part of your brain that is responsible for anxiety, the projecting forward mm. thing um, is just like, well, this seems like a big commitment because cause you want to like – any game you start, you want to like. And any game you think you're going to like, you're going to want to finish. Yeah. This is not most people with most games, but this is their mindset, right? Like – I'm notoriously bad for never finishing a game, mm. um, but I still have that mindset because I think we all sort of do. Yeah. And then it's like, then you look at even the short games. Um, five hours is five hours. I only really have five hours. What if I get bored? Then I'm gonna wa- i are gonna. I want to waste three of those five hours because I'm bored. And uh, and so like part of it is just I think wrapping your head around the this is downtime. Not mm. this is this is a culmination of hours of a hobby yeah I think shifting your brain that way will help if you have the time but also sometimes it's just it's just the opportunity cost like the reason why your brain is like I don't know this doesn't seem appealing is because you only have so much downtime and like maybe it's your brain's way of saying hey I'm really busy and got my family and I want to see them but I work from home and so sometimes I work till dinner or after dinner and actually that at that hour now has me wanting to be, you know, with people, mm, mm.
0: Yeah, and it's. I don't know, um, I'm
1: just like, I'm, 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 I'm you know, making some assumptions, but like, that's, mm. that's, 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 that's the story that like, no mental maths gets you back to gaming because that the maths has gotten you out of gaming.
0: Yes, yeah, and I can completely see how, how easy it is to sort of fall out of the hobby and, you know, and, and all hobbies essentially. essentially. Uh, um especially when things are um kind of vying for your time as well you know as you say you've only got a certain amount of downtime and for me at the moment a lot of that has been saying well you know Kim and I will sit down and say let's well, watch this together we'll do this rather than me coming away and, and playing a game and her doing something sort of separate so spending more time in the evenings together by sort of watching something and discussing it and those kinds of things or if she has something that she Um, has wanted to watch that I'm not interested in. I've found over the last couple of weeks, actually, that I've come away from the screen and I've gone and done something else. So, you know, uh, I picked up some some Warhammer, so I've been painting that, and and other little older hobbies, which are kind of creeping back in to take away from that sort of time. Um, And I suppose I found maybe Inscription was kind of one of those games where it was compelling. And you sort of wanted to get to the end to know what the fuck is going on. You know, some games are telegraphed very easily. Yeah. It's the, This is the story. This is kind of the beats. This is what's going to happen. And you can kind of sit and go, yeah, okay, I see what's going on. Inscription kind of draws you in and you don't really know how that's going to finish. And that pulled me along for a very reasonable amount of time. You know, most of my gaming sort of time at the early start of last kind of week, no, two weeks ago now, I suppose, um, yeah. to talking about it last week. But um, again, even with that, with something that was compelling, I got to a point where I'm like, ah, I've got an hour. I'll sit in front of the computer. I'll do some more work this evening rather than playing, say in inscription or something like that. And it, yeah. I, And I imagine with this, it's very easy to, fall out of it and it's slightly harder to then retrain your mind in these different ways of thinking to get back into it in just sort of saying yeah it's an hour it doesn't matter it doesn't matter whether i finish this game as long as i you know sit down and i want to yeah. play something i want some escape for a little bit it doesn't matter what it is i'll just get into this for a little so it's it's a harder way of retraining to get back into that sort of mindset than it is to just go i just went well
1: um yeah i mean also i think it's telling that you did work which probably means that like those timelines are pressing on you whether you want to admit it or not so, <laughs> yes. Uh, yes um but, i mean i think lucy's got it right where she says don't force it and mm. let it come naturally like a poop <laughs> uh and i think that's true like yeah. and that's kind of what i did right like i i, I managed to play just enough games to barely continue well to 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 I I didn't even play games for a couple of years there really, uh. You can look at our year end reviews from past years to just see how it's like. Oh yeah, 10, 10 games. Did I play ten games? <laughs> um. Uh. And and now I'm back into it. And part of that is sort of freer time, but a lot of it was just yeah, like a mindset shift and f- like honestly the the weekly streams were a way of tricking my brain into thinking gaming was like. We, I, my like oh i should be more productive because you know tenuous career blah 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 was just not letting me game and then it was like all right well now i'm being productive and and then it's like oh now i'm playing games you know off and on in the day and like some of that is me also gravitating i used to love big epic long games and now i'm playing a lot more like i was spending more time uh with forza horizon hmm. 5 because you can kind of pick it up and play for 10 minutes yeah. And then put it down. Um, so I think that's a big part of it too. But I think, yeah, just like, eh, I mean, I think you should tr- finish the inscription, but also it's okay if you don't.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And a- a- again, I suppose it's part of the, um, not issue, but almost the pressure of us doing a weekly show as well you want something new to be able to talk about kind of each and every week. It's, it's sort of, you know, to, to be in the conversation as well with the, um you know, with the gaming community too. Uh, um, sit here and say like, have you played the latest, newest game where you jump out of buildings into hay bales and all of these kinds of things? And you say, yes, yes, I have. And have a conversation yeah. kind of around that. And if that's just for that week, sure. You then sort of, your brain at least thinks... What am we gonna talk about next week? Can't talk about the Hailbell game again, i got to talk about something else, talk about fishes instead. Yeah. Talk about the fish game. um, you know, these kinds which I of things. Well. Yeah. <laughs> these kinds of things which have, I suppose, maybe not pushed me previously, but have kind of been there in my mind to think, oh, I'll just I'll just try this. I'll just do this. And I I kind of just do this. Whereas other things are sort of pressing in a little bit more now to take that sort of time away a little bit more. So suddenly the, you know, I don't know, 12 hours over a week, I had three in my evenings or weekends or whatever to, to sort of play games and things like that are starting to, you know, work takes a couple of hours of those away, three, maybe four hours of those away. Watching TV is starting to creep into that as well. Painting Warhammer again, that's an evening gone. That's another couple of hours. And suddenly you're down to maybe four hours a week mm. to play something, and then my mind has gone. Oh, if it's only four hours, and what, what what's the point? Why wait? You know, I've only got four hours. Why why start Resi Seven? Um, and and kind yeah. of. And I I think I've already made my peace with the idea of, of playing through Resi Seven a little bit to just team me up for when uh, Resi Eight sort of turns up next week. So it's kind of yeah, just that sort of shift. And I think these conversations and talking to your friends and having these conversations helps and helps you to sort of sit there and see things from maybe a different perspective as well. So I can come away from our conversation and be like, well, oh, it doesn't really, yeah, who gives a shit if I put another three hours into Resi 7 over the next week and just never play again? Does it matter?
1: No. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I, that, that's the the big, like, I also stayed away from sequels because they hadn't mm. gone around to finishing their uh, uh, earlier parts. Um notoriously part of my gaming glut was also that now i'm first looks actually helped me with that as well because it was like seeing gaming as a dedicated time because i had a slot to, to stream in yeah but actually that was like oh right it's just that and so like a lot of these games i never go back to sometimes i do like this week i went today in fact i went back to moonglow bay nice uh and had a great time and would probably still play after we um, finish. If I wasn't annoyed as pissed at it right now.
0: Oh, oh is, it, is, this, uh, is this something to, to, to touch on or is this a wider conversation?
1: Well, it was going to be one of my small topics, but... Um, well, let's, basically, let's, let's get into
0: it. Go, let's just go. Yeah.
1: Uh, I really liked it. I got further. I finished. did the first boss say you know whatever yesterday and then today I played boss yeah boss fish oh uh and I and like I got deeper in the plot and then I, I I got on so I I recorded a a couple episodes of a different podcast that I'm help guest hosting on um which is a segment by segment of um Amazon women on the moon the John Landis um sort of sketch ensemble thing mm-hmm. Based around the cable TV watching of a 1950s show, uh, movie, basically. So like a lot of the sketches are like commercials. Yeah. You're like channel flipping around. Anyway, um, and then I got by. I'm like, oh, I got. I don't know if I'm gonna get anything really done. I'll just play some. I'll play some Mo- Mo- Moon Bay. uh' because I really was enjoying it last night. Uh, and then I played and played and was like, oh, I gotta stop. And it went to save, and I'm notoriously bad for overwriting saves instead of um uh adding a new one uh-huh. um but it's got like some of the ui is just kind of clunky with the controller but it's way better with the controller than not but there's a save load screen and hit save and or and then it didn't it it said confirm question mark and i was like oh am i supposed to go yes or no and i tapped the joist the the stick and it changed color. I'm like, oh, that must be the yes. And then I clicked because when you, what like what's the harm if it's no? I cancel out. If it's yes, it works. So uh, no, what I had done was change it from save to load. Oh, and then I load it because it wasn't say it was save slash loads and then a list of your files. And then apparently you go to a file and you cl- click, and it's like, do you want to sa- like save? And then you can like hit your right stick or your left stick, and then. Now I wanted to load, and so I just loaded away two and a half hours of oh. of game on a game that has zero autosave, and I was just like, "Oh, I'm back on this day. I did a lot. <laughs> I like a lot of plot, and like, and like the stuff I was doing wasn't just fishing because that's fine, or mm. fishing and cooking. Like, it sucks because I didn't get money. There's some upgrades I bought, and that stinks because I like." like got to the point where i could like add a kitchen to my ship and i have a bed in my ship so i could like theoretically never go home yep like i i've, I've got to that point i have made my ship faster da, da, da. i also can't remember if i checked all my lobster traps before or after that save and they take a day or so to fill up and blah 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 but i, I unlocked the fish this like the the market which has like a fisher salesperson, a recipe salesperson, da 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 and I did a whole bunch of plot stuff that's, like, I also unlocked, like, because I passed the first boss, I went and did these mini-challenges to get new fishing poles from the expert fisherman in the village, which involved sailing across a map to use the fishing pole three times, and then unlock the next person. And it was just like, oh, all this stuff, which was fine busy work for a game, I just was like, oh, I'm never gonna, I don't want to do this. Like, I've done it. I don't, like, this This was, it's not it's, it's super engaging gameplay. And mm. it, and I now know that I can't get to the next stuff without redoing two hours of, like, gameplay, which I could probably do quicker. But it was just like, well, quit. Yep. <laughs> uh, I, might, I don't know when I'm going to feel up to it again, to be honest, which sucks because I was getting into it. But it's exactly why I'm like, because I got so into it that it's like the prospect of going back those specific paces is like really unpalatable right now.
0: Yeah, I, I can absolutely see that as well. Yeah, talking about kind of, you know, how we spend our time when we get in that kind of thing, to, to then have that kind of setback. And yes, you can, yeah, you, you probably run through it a little bit quicker. You kind of know the beats that are coming, you know what to do, where you got to go and those kinds of things. Two hours is still two hours. You know, you might get it cut 50 minutes off because you're not dawdling about somewhere, but you're going straight to said destination or something like that. But you still have the rest of the game kind of in between all of those points as well. You know, the idea of cooking some stuff up and then putting it in your vending machine and those sorts of elements too, which you still kind of need to spend time sort of doing... I, I suppose along with the story beats and well, those kinds of things.
1: And so that part's fine because like if I was to, if I didn't accidentally overwrite my save by, well, I accidentally load load without saving. Mm. um, it, It's fine because like I would be trying, I wouldn't have, I, I'd be doing basically the same thing, fish, make some things. I wouldn't have access to my new recipes, but other than that, You know, I could still do that, and that's kind of the core mechanic loop. So I'm actually okay with repeating those things, even at the like stop the the boring stuff I've already done. But also, like this is like the the flip side of what we're talking about, which is you can view games as just like, ah, am I going to be entertained for the next couple hours? I'll play it. It might not, but but I know I won't because I have to redo all this shit. Yeah, and so it's like, well, I don't want to waste an hour i only have an hour of gaming left in like in the next couple of days no like i'd rather grind uh, try and get first place on a dirt race in forza because that feels like the right mm. type of repetition also it turns out i'm very bad at dirt racing in forza <laughs> um but you know what i mean like that's the type of repetition where it's built into the gameplay loop and it's the fact that it's like the unlocking and the the story beats around it that are just like, no. Oh. Yeah. no. Some I, of that I, was I get like that getting town hall notices to like get the right, this one, this person wants this one fish. I know kind of where to get it, but it sometimes takes a while. So I had to kind of, mm-hmm grind some fishing but then i could use the fish i got that wasn't that one fish to like make a thing but it's like now i definitely don't want to regrind that stupid Mm. jellyfish like it's those little things where it's like again it's it works okay uh first time around but i that and like there's also it's it's kind of still buggy on like when you can or can't go up a like walk up a thing the ledging and yes, some of the yeah. you bump into the things a lot so it was like kind of get glitchy but i was okay because i was having a good time and i was like oh, i don't like the prospect of redoing all that stuff and then you know going up that hill to talk to that person again maybe like getting stuck on a thing and it's like ah, oh, no right now all i can think of is like the annoying parts of the, those two three hours that i lost and it's like nope it's it- i mean who knows i might go back to it because i'll forget or <laughs> i enjoyed it enough right <laughs> but like It's just, it's a testament to sort of, there's a reason they call them quality of life improvements, like autosave, and it's just like, I don't know why this doesn't have an autosave, even at the, like, at the midnight, right? Like, forget the, I've committed, uh, like, because I had had some quite busy days, or even every time you you go to sleep, because you can kind of abuse the sleep mechanic, because it doesn't really seem to do a lot, you just get Zed's fall down and get up back again but like that would also give an incentive for the sleep to do something if it was like and now we've autosaved mm, but just something mm. um because it, it just felt like and yeah I've learned this but also I've I've read online of people complaining about the lack of autosave because the bugs have crashed it and like you and I just I'm sorry I don't think about saving until I leave because modern games have a save state they just do it and this yep. this doesn't uh and because of that lack of save state i just like i just didn't save right i loaded as if i alt afford and then had to go but back to that earlier save it's
0: an interesting point in that you know with this not lack of quality of life features but with things like that 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 kind of um aren't included on maybe not necessarily kind of niche games but very sort of genre heavy sort of experiences and then couple that with you know my idea that suddenly I've only got X amount of time to play it's kind of no wonder that certain games have massive massive audiences and that is you know pretty much all say person X will play they'll play their FIFA and that'll be it someone else will play Call of Duty and that will kind of be it you know because they don't have the 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 time to put into these kinds of experiences, and potentially they don't want to have experiences which are you know potentially progress losing and and these kinds of things as well. You know that 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 kind of more glitchy sort of uh, element to things. They want a you know pretty finished game to just be able to play with their mates or you know or, or not. Um, Every year, and it might be they pick up sort of two or three games. Like I, you know, I don't see myself getting to that point. Where I'm like, well, you know, I'll only ever play the, you know, this game, you know, won't, won't be Call of Duty and FIFA and those kinds of things, but it might be like, right, Resiade's come out. I'll just play that yeah. for, you know, until I've sort of finished it or this is coming out. I will just play this three games a year type of thing. Uh, I, I, I can't see myself getting to that point, but I could see myself with that lack of time absolutely getting to a point where we have a chat and you say I've been playing this but and I go "Mm, sounds like Mm. a game I'd enjoy but at the moment I can't put the time into experiencing that and I think as we kind of everyone ages but as gamers as a Mm. demographic kind of gets older um and i can't remember what it is, but like the average age of a gamer is you know early thirties or something like that isn't it um, mm. definitely I have no yeah idea. definitely something in somewhere in your thirties is kind of the average age of of sort of gamers um, that we have these kinds of experiences we we we're very much in this kind of bubble as well where we sort of surround ourselves with you know gaming news and Kind of on Twitter with, um, you know, the, the sort of the personalities and people that are very much in the industry and stuff, where we hear about all of these new games, we know when stuff is coming out, and we do it. We're not, we are not sort of average kind of consumer who does have only eight hours a week, they just want to play Call of Duty and let off some steam, yeah, and that's kind of it,
1: yeah. I mean, uh, I think that's also why, I like the prospect of an MMO appeals hmm. to people, some some adults, right? Because it's, it's like, my game, I have this game, I pay this fee, it's done. Yeah. Oh, look, a new expansion. Cool. I, like, I don't have, I think, but also I can get quite good at it. I can get, like, some of the rush of both familiarity and, um, like, skill development. Um, but, like... I can also take a break and come back and my quest will still be there or whatever. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's, I mean, 38 now playing games more again. Like, I don't think I'm ever going to not be a gamer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. A person who plays games, uh, on the regs. Um, but you know, like I can currently not in a family, uh, of my own, and so that will change things as it's a hit you. But again, you've also found with your journey with E some points where, when she was really young, you could gain more. Yes. Um, and when she now you you've sort of you had hit a moment where she you could play more and play a bit with her mm. in the past like year or so, and so it's it's it's, it's interesting that way how like. It isn't. The, oh, I'm old now. I can't find the time because you could share your hobby with your kids and blah blah blah. But yeah, at the same time, it's going to be different. I think.
0: Yes. Like- yeah, you're not necessarily playing the kinds of games that you would have done a year or or two years previously. You're going to be playing you know things that would appeal to the family rather than just say yourself to get that time in with with you know gaming, but also kind of bringing the family in as well. And I I might have bought a little secret Christmas present for the family that I think they'll probably enjoy, which is gaming uh, related. Um, Which I'll talk about after Christmas, just in case anyone's at the door listening. They're probably not, but (laughs) just in case, Um, or they, you know, listen to this. I don't. I don't think Evelyn's up on her podcasts, so uh, it's not too much of a bother. But um, it's it's definitely one again where my not sort of uh thoughts is shifting on how to experience this more it's maybe more oh they'll enjoy this let's bring them in a little bit more and and kind of we can do this and then that's my evening one you know week that's my gaming time doing Mm. it with them instead of with the witcher Four or something like that that's it lucy I, i bought them cyberpunk 2077 because i thought now the reviews are sort of pretty good that they'd enjoy that um Uh, or yeah uh, like Lucy says Homer's bowling ball I do keep telling everyone though that Evelyn wants a Playstation 5 for Christmas and no Mm, one has no one's even said yeah sure we'll get that for her don't worry about it no one how dare they
1: yeah I mean she's a big Ratchet and Client
0: fan (laughs) isn't she (laughs) she'll love it she'll love it she just wants to play Returnal that's it Returnal nice um yeah I think that's a good point for me to stop ranting about whether I've got the time <laughs> or not to uh to actually play games. So we'll talk about some more games um maybe after a short beer break. You short ready beer. for a you ready for a beer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Um I'm staying in Bristol um for my beers this week. Mm. Uh, and I've got another Arbor beer. I think they've featured quite a lot over the past few weeks. Um because you know it's not just They're great. not just they, they are great. <laughs> But they're bringing out more and more kind of new bits. I don't know whether their, um, um, sort of model has shifted very slightly, that they're suddenly in a place where they can go, Hey, let's bring out a new bit. Let's bring out a new bit. Let's, and they've got weekly, you know, fortnightly sort of new releases. Um, but they have been seeing a lot more kind of one-offs and new releases from them over the last few months. But this is James and the giant Nectaron. A double IPA. It's a very yellow and orange kind of can. You can't even wow, see it because really is. it reflects off of that uh, light so much. Um, tiny bit of flavour text. It's 8.5%. Um It suggests, as some of their bigger beers do, because it's a pint. It's a sharing can. Not sharing, I was going to drink it. Um, <laughs> it's a double IPA created by our very own brewer, James. And brewed with Nectaron Hops. A new variety from New Zealand. James and the Giant Nectar on. Makes sense. I mean, loose it does. It does sound peachy. Um, We'll see what it's like when I've cracked it open. And we'll come to you, Adel, for beer number two.
1: Yeah. So this beer I'm having is the Third Barrel Let Them Eat Cake Coconut Brownie Milk Stout. Ooh. From from Third Barrel, obviously, yeah. Third Barrel's um, in Dublin, Irish brewery. A rich and decadent milk stout flavored with lavish cocoa beans and cut with a hint of toasted coconut. Think of your favorite dessert, except in beer form. Uh, And it's a 330 milk can, 6%. It's got this lovely, almost, uh, oh, it's a hop in the middle of a, Fingerprint or something.
0: Mm, with I mean? like a, a a sky kind of land, a very lovely like sunset-y. sunset-y landscape picture behind it, yeah.
1: Yeah, very odd. Anyway.
0: Sometimes these beer labels are just, you know, are just that slightly odd. Um, I can pour mine as well whilst we're... Once we're here, it's flowing very, very quickly. Um, I, again, I don't know whether I've just hit um, very similarly with the with the two beers that I've got just through, again, just through coincidence um, or it's just what people are currently brewing at the moment. But again, this Arbor, very, very kind of uh, a, a transparent, little bit of haze to it, but you can see my um, my thumb through the glass, and again, a nice Definitely, frothy yeah. white head on there. Very similar kind of color uh, to the previous bit, maybe just a touch more amber. Uh, I think the Newtown Park was maybe a little bit more straw in color. This is maybe a little bit more bronzy, a little bit more amber, perhaps. Um, not much on the nose. When I, I you know, unlike the Newtown Park, when I cracked the can, I didn't really get much from that on the nose and here not getting a huge amount there's a little sweetness to it a touch a touch of sweetness and something maybe it makes me think of kind of like sticky kind of sweets almost not say like um kind of caramelly. It's not quite that kind of sort of sweetness, but it's very similar. Hmm. Okay. Flavorize. Hmm. It's. I mean, it is very sort of nectarine. Very. It's got that that touch of sort of stone fruit soft peachiness but also that then um ah uh, slightly acidic sweetness you get from sort of oranges you know it, it, it's 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 kind of trying to find a balance i think there between a a slightly sweeter sort of flavor and then something which is a bit bigger which is not necessarily a little bit more bitter but there's maybe more balanced out with the malts in in a and um, its sort of softness in how that's kind of trying to to come across. Um, it does taste like you know being a, unable to describe the nose and now being unable mm. to describe the flavour. They are very <laughs> similar, um, so there is some parity between sort of the two, but. Mm. you're definitely getting kind of this yeah sweet and then very light sort of stone fruit sort of flavour to it which has a lovely I would say sort of caramel and biscuit sort of malty backbone there as mm. well Just, just sitting behind enough That it kind of balances out that sweetness, just, just a touch. Um, mm, it's nice, but again, that nose—the more I drink it, the more the nose kind of doesn't change, but sort of unfolds a little bit more, and it's definitely getting that kind of incredibly ripe almost starting to sort of you know when you have an orange and it's started to shrivel very slightly it's almost on that kind of end of things so yeah it, it, it does edge on that like very very ripe orange you know it's starting to dry out in that kind of sense and that peachiness like I haven't had a nectarine it, it, I'm Obviously, the 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 thing James and the Giant Peach is the um the title of the Roald Dahl book, uh, and they've gone yeah. with nectar on because of the 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 hops. But but I haven't had a nectarine for fucking ages. Yeah, that's fair. So I'm I sort really of seek them no, out. And I'm sort of I'm sat here thinking, is it is it somewhere in the middle of an orange and a peach? It Seems like it probably should be. It's a, a lovely mm. juicy sort of stone fruit. That's all I have in my memory of a nectarine Um, but yeah you're getting this nice soft softness of of sort of stone fruits but also this lovely lovely kind of a very drying orange flavour in there as well yeah I mean 8.5% is is sort of boozy boozy and I think there's a little bit of that in there as well maybe just a little bit kind of towards the end is getting not um, nail varnish remover, but it's starting to, you know, the more I drink, Ooh. the more it's just starting to get to that kind of the booze is kicking through a little bit more, uh, um, impacting the those kind of initial sort of flavors just that little bit more as it sits Uh so we'll see how this is sort of towards the end uh, and come back to you for the third barrel third barrel second beer um another
1: almost no head oh wow ah oh, that's that's a nose it's sweet it's definitely coconut but not desiccated coconut mm. it, feels, it smells a little more um a little more robust than that i'm getting some chocolate Almost like chocolate icing. Okay. Um, I think it's the sweetness that, that the coconuts help bringing out that's just making the chocolate come off as, as more, yeah, like like I said, more icing, more sweetened mm. chocolate than just raw chocolate. I'm used to chocolate on the, like, maltier coffee side, chocolate cocoa side, mm-hmm. and this is very much the sweet dessert um, side Um Yeah, that coconut's really, really nice. 6%, I think I said. Ooh. Yeah, so it's got um, water, barley, oats, wheat, lactose, explains the sweetness, cocoa nibs, hops, natural chocolate and coconut extract. So... I was wrong. It's an well. It's an extract, at least, mm. and yeast. Um. But it's got this lovely. You get that sweetness, a bit of zip that reminds me of cola a bit okay. on the initial on the initial taste. And then, um, and then the sweetness comes. Uh, sorry the the full robust sort of chocolatey taste fades a bit. Sweetness remains sort of sitting on top and you get, um, you're get you getting the cocoa nibs giving a bit more coffee to it. Mm. Um, but I think that's also because um, it's got this lovely, lightly burnt, I think toasted coconut, it said something in the flavor, but like this toasted character, yeah. which is helping giving the chocolate and malted coffee notes a little, a little round, a little more like coffee, like roasted coffee. It's also bringing that sweetness to the fore um, because it's, it's, it's quite light, but it's helping sort of juxtapose. Um, and it's just, it, it finishes quite um wet. Yep. So except wanting to have that, like I said, kind of cola ask start. And then that middle of that, the, the middle is probably my favorite part. Cause it's again, that you get that, that coconuts there. And it's just, um, and the lactose is starting to fade and you're just getting the more robust chocolatey and roasted notes that are giving the hint of coffee at the same time before it kind of all fades off and you're just left with this, not quite sickly sweet, but this sort of sweet, Mm. light um, finish. It's really quite tasty. Um, I'm looking at the can because I want to confirm in the notes. Hint of toasted coconut. Whether that's just what it tastes like, or whether they actually had toasted, because they say coconut extract. But yeah, it definitely that toasted is. I would say I I I don't taste it sort of attached to the coconut so much as rounding out the mouth. Okay. Um, but yes, this uh, third barrel let the meat cake, coconut brownie milk stout. Yeah, I get that. I just think there's a little more coffee because of that coming through. But like I said, that's like chocolatiness – to the point of icing, I think that's why they would call it like a brownie cake type mm. thing because it's like, it's quite desserty as chocolate versus like, sometimes you get these chocolate, chocolatey notes that are much more close to like, really high-end chocolate that has like, fruity, berry, coffee notes, but still is like chocolate. This is the opposite. This is like, the note is chocolate because it's like that lactose especially. It's just make, bringing a very dessert forward. Um, I was expecting, uh, because it had, Brownie and cake in the in the title. I was expecting something a little thicker, Mm -hmm. and I actually kind of like that. It's actually thin on the mouth, so that you can come back as much like more easily without feeling like you know like like it's not coating your mouth and just sticking and staying. Mm -hmm. Um, Which at six percent could go either way. Sure. Mm. Yeah, I think that toasted, like lightly burnt taste is really something I haven't had that nuance before. Usually it's a little, you get more, more burnt or not. And I think toasted is a good term for that. Cause it's just like, Oh yeah. Just like ever so light hint of like acrid burnt, but not really. Yeah, it's very good. Nice. Good. Good.
0: Yeah. Uh, we'll enjoy these, uh, two new beers. Um, for those uh, um, people who have just joined us, hello. Um, Adol, you're drinking Third Barrel Let Them Eat Cake. I think that was what it was called? Yeah. Yep. And I'm drinking Arbor... Let Them Eat Cake Coconut Brownie Milk Nice, right, And I'm drinking the Arbor James and the Giant Nectar on Double IPA. Um, we're going to drink these. We're going to talk about some games a little bit more. Um what other talking points did you have this week? I want we hit on sort of Moon Glow Bay <laughs> and and my lack of talking points in not having played kind of very much. There's lots of other stuff I can whinge about and moan about, um, if necessary. But what else did you want to chat about this week? Uh,
1: I played on the beer front. I played uh, oh, Brewmaster, yes. which is from our, by our friends Aurac uh, Digital, also Bristolian. Um, it was their, um, limited alpha on the weekend Mm -hmm. through Monday and Monday night. I, I I got some time to hang in, jump on. Uh, it was simple and there's some weird bugs, but overall it was quite enjoyable. Um, basically they gave you, uh, you hit F1 and you get a recipe with a whole bunch of tooltips built in, uh, to make their, Pale Ale, and then you you follow the steps. And like, there's a a fridge for ingredients. There's a dry ingredients closet and an equipment closet. And you go through all the steps to make the beer. Um, but what makes it unique, I guess, is things like you know you want to pour a bunch of water into a mash tun, and you like literally click. R for poor. Is it like the, the UI is not all there because a lot of times you're like, right. You have to click it, put it down, then re-hover over it to then get the tip to press V to take the lid off, and then that goes away. And while you fiddle with it, you you just don't have the option to get the lid back on. But if you leave, come back, pick it up, put it put it down, then you can probably get the like little things like that. But it's an alpha, so that happens. Yep. But um, what's nice is it's like scroll wheel based. At least for the PC, the, the which is all we had. Mm-hmm. Um, so you scroll up, and that affects how mu- how like the degree in which you are pouring. Okay. So, like, the, your mouse wheel is pouring angle, oh. which means you can kind of go flick it one click, and it'll go until that clicks done and uh, not done, um, which is a nice, a a very cool way of trying to get precision. While reflecting that, like, hey, you don't. Especially when you're at the early stages, you don't have like high precision instruments. It's like twenty liters. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, I can't. Oh. Like, I tried to be precise, and it's like, oh this isn't gonna work. But also, you can like throw the wheel forward and like pour hard, and then throw it back to like you know. Yep. Dip a bunch, then check, and then 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 do a new pour after that. Um Obviously, there's a lot of, like, place one barrel above the other one and then open the – and tube them together and then open the t- tubes and then wait for it to slowly drain 20 liters. So it's got to really just smart get tea and get a sw- stopwatch, and then your scroll wheel will go up to 500 times the speed of time, um, which, boy, you can abuse but also miss the mark because you're not paying attention. So I, <laughs> I kind of naffed their recipe in a couple of ways, and one of them was just, like, overcooking a thing or – just because i was like oh i can fast forward time it's i don't want to but i'll fast forward it at 100 times instead of 10 times cuz why not right uh like too much quality of life um yeah it was uh but like you had to, to do the precision and like i i've never made beer before i know the i obviously know the steps but i've never like gone through each one and like there was stuff like keeping a constant temperature and then adding boiling water to excuse me to um maintain it which i you know i understand the idea but that was like a thing you had to monitor and that Mm. changed how much you could afford um to fast forward time right um a few things you could probably do at the same time if you knew what you're doing but obviously it was slowly going through uh definitely got burnt by the read the next couple steps philosophy of recipe that i didn't do and haven't done before in cooking and it's bit me in the ass but like (laughs) yeah just like uh, I was like, oh, yeah, get these two citrus, uh, get these two hops, put them in, cook for 15 minutes. And the next step's like, after 15 minutes, put the other one in. I'm like, oh, but I'm at 40 minutes, and they've both been in there. Oops. <laughs> and, like, I basically, the flavoring hop can only be there in there for, like, 10 minutes of the boil, of the hour of the boil. and I put it in for the first 40. And then the last 10, uh, uh, because I was like, ah, take it out quick. Oh, I guess i put it back in. And sure enough, what was nice is, like, the engine they used for all this was pretty good because they, um, the warning was like if you overcook the flavoring hops, they'll just break down. Uh, and my pale ale was like super malty and almost not hoppy at all, mm. uh, in the end because basically you finished the drink and you can you do a tasting and it gives you like a breakdown. And sure enough, like I had none of the notes you would expect you, from the flavoring hops. You
0: boiled hop, I... all of the hops out completely, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I just killed it, yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, cool. That's what I would have expected if you had asked me, what if someone did this? Right? And this is what they told me would happen, and that made sense. Um and it was still a beer, it just wasn't really the beer to their mm-hmm. recipe. Um some little things like their tube physics is batshit. <laughs> They're constant clipping through things. Like, but also it's really hard to make a flexible thing because you're you're connecting point A and B but the game is letting you have them fairly far apart, which I think is smart. Yep. But that means the path the game picks to draw the tube to then let the liquid f- flow through is often through cupboards or floors or something. Um, again, it's an alpha, but it's just like... Whoa. Yeah,
0: I did. on that, on that point, I remember yeah. when The Last of Us 2 came out last year. And I can't remember whether it was... Uh, um, in a in a podcast, or how I came about this anecdote, but um at one point in the Last of Us Part Two, you have to pick up a rope,
2: mm. and
0: uh, not a rope, a uh, an electrical cable, like a big external electrical cable. You pick it up, and you can plug one end is plugged into a generator, and you have to get it plugged into, or it's pl- plugged into what you need it to be, and you have to plug it into the generator. Anyway. Right. but Ellie can throw it and um, she throws it over a fence you run around, you grab the other side you take it up where you need to and it, it kind of acts as you would expect a cable to sort of act, it isn't just pong pong it kind of yeah. runs and then goes over and then stretches where it would stretch and those kinds of where it would be tense and things like that and I seem to remember something I read or something I heard so that that was one of the hardest things for them to get right, yeah. for them to implement was this, this, the physics of cables and ropes and these kinds of things. So it's definitely something I think that, yes, again, it's an alpha, but it's something that maybe the technology is out there. But are we talking like really now really high end technology to get the physics of that kind of item just right versus yeah. it just working it just just working as we need it to work
1: yeah i mean and this is the thing is like you need to use gravity right like to drain from one thing to the other and you can see the level go yep. down along with the numbers you hover over a thing it'll tell you how much how full it is so you can see it the number dropping Mm -hmm. right stuff like that you're like oh, okay so this is clearly physics going through the thing it's just i haven't figured out how to Uh, probably because they built the kitchen and stuff this way you kind of standardly do which is just like a hitbox wall you know it's just an image and then you just have some invisible walls but that means if something accidentally clips starts behind it it can easily come back Mm
2: -hmm.
1: out which is i think what the tube was doing that tube was Basically, the two paths are spawning weird, but that kind of makes sense. But, yeah, it was just – it's fine. Um, you know, it's not like – they're clearly looking for the the basic mechanics, which, again, I think the fact that I boiled off the hops and then got a non-hoppy beer was interesting. Yeah. And, like, I want to know – because you're starting very homebrewy, mm. And I want to – I'm really curious. This made me curious about, like – do you upgrade all your gear? Can How many beers can you have on the go? How many recipes are they yeah. looking for? Is there going to be, I, ideally there'd be like some sort of beer manual that would like help you figure out how to make your own twists and whatever. And I think that's where the longevity would have to be is some sort of external evaluation, which is going to be really strange, of your like creations such that you could win beer awards or so- something along those lines. There's just like, there's the tasting room, the kitchen, and then this like, Room with shelves and empty picture frames and uh, like a fire and some chairs, and like is this the hangout room I don't know, but it exists super curious what that does mm. um but like I think if that's even just a place to show your accolades, that would be interesting yeah um did
0: you was there any but, kind of um sort of rating when you when you went and tasted your beer, did it just come up and say, This is what it is like you you have made this recipe within you know 20 percent no. of, of of it, sort of thing.
1: No, and I I kind of like that it's being a little more in, like, hey, you made this beer, not not like you're trying to make this specific thing and you failed. Yep. Gamification, like I like that because it gave me these stats and it didn't tell me, hey, you were pretty. So the thing is, uh, what I like is it gave you a recipe, but it didn't say you. At no point or do you say I did you say I'm making this recipe, and I think that's on purpose. Mm. Uh, So the beer I made just had four pages of notes of, like, different hoppiness and alcohol and blah, 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 blah. Like, I, I can't remember all of the different pages, but, like, a whole bunch of information. Um, And I think I'd rather it stay that way than trying to, like, play to the curve of the game because I think it speaks to the, like, hey, you're just trying to make a beer and, like, learn how to make something have more of these notes or that notes. And I even though, obviously... It's going to be a simplified version of reality in that sense. I think I'd, it, it, it's more interesting to me if it's not just a puzzle game, mm. right? Yeah. Of like, get your hundred percent pale ale. Because actually, you could just like, oh yeah, actually, I I over, I, I, I put the Citra in for twenty minutes instead of ten, and and it's like slightly multi, but this like these notes seem super interesting, and it's like a, a twist on or like ah I over poured the citra and then I found out that it's hoppier than the standard Aura Digitals pale ale recipe and that seems like the tasting notes seem more interesting. Next time I'm gonna do that on purpose. Like that's the kind of stuff I'd like to see like in a notebook, a bruise notebook or something in the yeah. game. But I I mean obviously it's a I have no idea what what they're aiming for, but this made me more curious and like I said, I, I like I immediately like it was just a 40 minutes ish including fast forwarding time mm-hmm. um for 2 15 day periods or whatever um to do a beer but obviously depending on how you time things with multiple recipes you could probably you know offset and have beers constantly maturing um which i assume is going to be the where some of the like, level design might be or like progress yeah and
0: i i suppose it's you know from the the conversation we had with peter and and um Andre's, it was a, a, a not necessarily just kind of like a home brewing sim, but I don't think we're at least getting to a level where you are upgrading your kit to kind of like microbrew, not necessarily microbrew, but you know, you're getting further and further in. that. But to, to know and have some kind of sense that, right, I've got this kit set up here and this is brewing this, okay, now I've got this one over here and this is brewing this, and maybe potentially. I can have something uh, like like slow fermenting, like a pills or something like that over here, which I've brewed, and it's just kind of like sat there. It'd be interesting to see how intricate, how many processes can be going on mm. through a certain amount of time, you know, game time sort of thing, for you to not just necessarily, or for people to kind of sit there and be like, "How do you brew beer?" Blah blah blah. Follow the steps. How do I brew this beer? Do it in this kind of way? How does that work? But to then you know, have some kind of challenge to it and be like, hmm, right, I've got one on the go. Let's get another one going. Okay, cool. Now I need to balance yeah. doing both of those sort of things. Uh, did, did, did you dabble in any of that or, or was it very set in the alpha in being like just do uh, The this. alpha basically gave you
1: – yeah, the alpha gave one recipe, so I could have – started it again in like in the 50, cause you have two moments where you have to wait days mm. at a time. Right. So I could have set up another one, but I was just in that case, I was just like, let's see what, what the whole circuit Ooh. is and not, not, but I think if it was like not a weekend only alpha, like if it was like a alpha tester or whatever, I would probably try and do more of that stuff mm. and play a lot more of with, Hey, what ingredients do I have? What does this do? Uh, you know, treat it, treat it like a sandbox. Yes. Because essentially they gave you a sandbox with a cheat sheet saying, do you want to do this? But you don't have to. Um, Things that uh, I tried to do, because it's me. Um, you, you yeah. know, How did you break you, it? <laughs> I didn't break it. Um, I tried to set a fire. Didn't work. Okay. Um, So you can leave the hob on. Perpetually. So obviously I did. Uh, If you put, an empty pot on there, it's fine. Oh. Um <laughs> I don't think they have much of a boil off mechanic. Mm. Um, but I filled it a pack of sugar in the bottom of a pot, put the pot on the hob and it reg- and it wouldn't even give me a temperature. Oh. You would until I added five five hundred milliliters of mm. water, and then it immediately was like, oh, I'm getting very hot. And it's like, aha. I see what your threshold yep. is. And I was like, I was streaming, so I wasn't going to keep like pushing. Like, okay, so what? Where is this? But it, um, yeah, I think obviously it's an alpha. They're they're not, but also like I wouldn't be surprised if that type of thing stays in the game. Of like, they've got good physics for uh, boiling and rolling, rolling boil and whatever. Blah, blah blah. They don't need to have physics for. What happens if you try and heat dry ingredients, or not enough wet ingredients, or like, can you boil? What What happens if I put a pot to boil for fi- and then fast forward time till infinity? Yes, I, I just right? put, like,
0: put all of the glass implements I have inside of it and see what happens.
1: Yeah, yeah. um, a couple things I, I uh, visually that were like some of the reused assets were kind of funny, but like the weirdest thing is they put skylights. And the skylights are just stretched windows with, with still the green like blinds on them, mm. but they've taken the 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 like you know the metal ball you know blinds that have that balls of metal on a string yeah. essentially, and that's how you they like turn a little gear, and that's how you raise and lower the blinds. And they just removed that part of the asset, probably because it wouldn't hang with gravity uh-huh. properly. But it was just I just stared at it for a while, and like. So how would I close those blinds? <laughs> um, but what was kind of frustrating, and I hope they do do something with this, is there's those, there's a day-night cycle night bo- uh, light box, skybox, right. that's the word. Um, but I like go when I fast-forward time, and they've put the calendar facing the wall, and then time passes, and then I can see it getting lighter and darker and lighter and darker behind me. But I'm just staring at a, a, some hop, on like some the tiling. tiles, yeah. And I was like, yeah, and I was like, could you but like you've you've made an a skybox and you've made a daylight night cycle. Like you show it off. Like put the calendar on the wall or something such that I or let me look around. Cause like it isn't a skip 15 days, we're done. Mm-hmm. It's a you're going really fast and here's it shows you the progression of time presumably so you can pause it or stop it if or i don't even know if you yeah, can mean, escape the, but maybe the, that's like, what they're thinking the,
0: the, the idea that you have you know multiple tasks to do that, that, that this will at some point uh, um allow you to kind of be more creative and get more beers kind of brewing so you can be like right uh, uh yes this one needs to sit there for the next 15 days but actually this one that i'm doing over here needs kind of like me to do something in 12 hours time. So, okay, right. Jump forward 12 hours. And, you know, rather than kind of saying, right, let's jump forward 15 days and then going, stop 12 hours, hit, you know, that kind of thing. It'd be interesting if that is a little bit more kind of like fluid, but I see what you're saying. Absolutely. And in terms of like, you've got all of this, you know, the rise, the the work in of the sun kind of going up and down, have that view or, or something well
1: i guess yeah and it's an alpha but it just sort of speaks to they're clearly like just trying to get the base stuff working but like you you don't want a game which forces you to watch time pass even very quickly giving you no camera control Mm. and you're literally staring at a wall but then having and at that point you might as well just like jump to 15 days from now yes right like there's no point in doing the passage of time but having the 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 like the day night cycle clearly affect what i my lighting was almost more frustrating cuz it was just like oh yeah time's passing would be nice if i could look mm-hmm. at something and then like i woke, i i i timed it such that i was like oh it's nighttime look up through through those skylights i'm like oh there's a nice looking skybox huh well that would have been useful and then i found another calendar in the sitting room and i'm like oh maybe th- the sitting room is a prettier room maybe no no it faces the wall and the fireplace i was like ah okay but like obviously i'm I'm nitpicking but i do think it's important to like talk about like hey these yeah. are limitations of the alpha but also like this would be a thing that would not be happy with in a finished mm-hmm. game and like that's like a thing that they have to work on but um, overall, I'm really. I wish the alpha and maybe the next one will will ha- had two or three recipes, just so I could feel how that went with two or three things on the go and like seeing the difference in both the the recipes one right, uh, but also um, the tasting. Like I have uh, there's four pages of feedback on the on like doing the tasting room. And it's like, this is more multi than hoppy little old spectrum. And there's all these charts and stuff. And it would just be nice to get a better feel for like the range of the game, mm. kind of. Um, and although now I think about it, you can't really do multiple things at the same time. Depend well, you you can only heat one thing at a time because you only have a one heating hob at this point right. in the game. But I assume that's also because of alpha, like.
0: Yeah. And uh, and again, you, you then move up necessarily, you know, say to uh, the next location or a, a bigger sort of kitchen or something like that, that suddenly you have a range in front of you and you have more ability to, uh, you know, more equipment to be able to, to, to cook more things on and stuff. So I can see how that progression would kind of work as well from moving through different kind of locations and those sorts of things as well for for some kind of progression
1: yeah um yeah so it mostly just got me curious about what it'll look mm. like and and honestly I, I like part of me really digs the idea that it's mostly a sandbox with like like a uh, like manual full of recipes and like a notebook you can like manually add things to yeah because that would be very interesting if you had to like track everything kind of like analogly, mm-hmm. it would be interesting like, like to it'll...
0: know when this build was finished, because um, mm. I, I passed the email and the code on to you. But it was something that they'd sent out um, saying this is going, this is when this is going to happen, weeks and weeks and weeks ago, and mm. it'd be interesting to know if that was done. You know that this is say like a three or four week old build, and you know so much has happened kind of already since then. But essentially, the alpha is to say we just need to put our physics engine out there for everyone to dabble in and see what problems we get from this, without having all of these little extra sort of features and 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 things like that. So, and and quite often, I know when we even when we have like betas and things for games. They're already a month old by the time you know the game is a month old by the oh, time yeah. that we get to actually play it. So it'd be interesting to see the progression from Rock as well. On um, you know, is there another alpha? Are we going into beta at some point next year uh, um, for a little bit sort of more testing and things? And 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 where the game is say now versus whenever that build was for the uh, for the alpha. So it's 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 kind of. I like the idea that they're like, here, try and break our things, please. And you've and you've gone into it, and you're like, yeah, I did try. And I tried to break it in this way, and it didn't break, but because that hasn't been programmed. But yet. also, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. It, it didn't do the thing that the world would do. I don't know if that's good or bad, because it's probably fine that you can't try and set a pot on fire or burn it out or whatever. I mean, there's definitely things you can do with tubes and things, and you've got one water source, and... Like I'm, I'm curious if you just started to make a Rube Goldberg machine, what it would all do. Mm. Uh, I didn't have enough time with it to do that, but like that's also would be fun if it was, if the engine permitted things that like people shouldn't do, but you could, right? Like
0: uh, completely. And this isn't a game where I think they're looking for. They're looking for realistic brewing physics. So how water boils, the, you know, what happens when you yeah. add things to that, and how that then changes. This isn't a game where they're looking at realistic fire physics, for example, and and accidentally yeah. creating a fire and it burning down the building that you're in and it being game over. That that this isn't the kind of game they're going for. So I can see where then those as you've sort of tried to um play with a little bit where those limitations may be brought in where they may set those and say yes this would happen in the real world but that isn't what we're doing so you just cannot do that within the game space mm. it is just this, this is what it is and this is what we are trying to implement and improve on and get absolutely nailed for the final release rather than that, yeah you can just burn the building that. Um, is there anything kind of that you also picked up on with your time that you'd maybe not necessarily improve? Um, and we, we talked upon the sort of the passage of time, you know, seeing a visualization maybe of that kind of thing, but was there anything in the sort of the, the, the kind of the processes itself, you know, having say that, um, pressing, uh, what was it? You said F1, it bringing up that kind of recipe, um, yeah, I, from from what I saw of your stream, and again with it being an alpha, everything felt a little bit dry, perhaps. To, to pardon the term, but it was mm. all very kind of. Here is list of things. Here is how you do stuff. Cool. Now, kind yeah. of have at it. If you want to come back, here is list of things again to come back to. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't mind uh, like an active step, you know, like kind of like the active quest things you have in our in action games rpgs um but um the other thing is um yeah i mean so like things like you go into one of the three storage places and you like click on a thing and that doesn't pick it up but double clicking on the thing makes a small noise and it puts it in your tool in Mm. your hand but if you triple click you get one in your toolbar and one in your hand oh okay and it's like a small sound cue that's hard to track, but also little things like I pick up, I've got things in my toolbar and then I like pick up a pot and I put it down. And then my, my toolbar is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, whatever is in my highest arity like number um, thing, I'm now holding out in front of me and I have to re-stow away mm-hmm. <laughs> because I've put something down. So it's like, oh, you put something down, we'll take the next thing out. It's like, no, it didn't. Leave it alone. Let me choose one. Yeah. Like, but like little things like that, um, which I suspect is just because it was quickly coded. Cause like, I don't think that's a, it's nowhere near polished interaction uh, UI. But um, things like I wouldn't, I actually kind of wish there, like, there's a recycling bin, which, but like also I can just put my empty packages in my storage container and they just disappear. It's not like it doesn't tell me now, oh, you have, and maybe it's because, like, I don't have limited... It seemed like you had unlimited stock of mm. everything, mm-hmm. and that might just be because of the alpha, but, like, there was no way to clean things, it's like, I could... I could, one, I could take the tubes I used in step four, put them back in the... with all the clean tubes, and then grab a tube, and it'll be clean, and use it. Or I could put it in my... stow it away in my hotbar slash backpack, and then reuse it, and I don't think it matters at this stage of the game that... It was used for the mash, and now I'm like using it for the wart or whatever. Like I, I've, I think if you're gonna do all the physics, blah blah blah, I think you there should be a an annoying clean the shit stage um, <laughs> of of the recipe, right? Like or throw it in a corner, but like you can't reuse it. Like I know some some sort of acknowledgement that you're not in this magical fairyland mm. where things clean themselves and you have unlimited stuff. And I don't know what, wh- whether the cleaning will go in. I suspect stocks might like, but maybe not. Maybe they just want you to make beer and not worry about the fact that you only have 70 kilos of sugar or whatever. And then when you're out, you have to go buy some more. Cause that's a whole other extra gameplay loop, but it does. Yeah. Wait, I don't know. It feels it, like it, I'm a home brewer who has just like, Oh no. Uh, She's like oh i overdid the citra fuck it i'll just put more in
0: I'll from my fridge and like yeah and it, the, the idea that it's it's kind of they're looking at an experience that is kind of mimicking home brewing in some sort of way it's not a puzzle game in that you have ingredient x ingredient y ingredient Zed and these quantities of them, and you have to get a five-star rating on said thing. So you have to use X. You know, it, it it isn't kind of that experience. So I could very much see it being a sense of no. This is it's just unlimited. If you if you want it, it's there. It's there for you. You're you're looking you're, you're at doing yeah. this. So these are the things that are available for you in an unlimited quantity to just be able to explore and experiment with as much as you kind of want to essentially or if you're trying to get it you know perfect on the recipe then it it doesn't matter whether you have an unlimited amount of of things or if you have the exact quantity of of, of kind of things you're almost setting your own goals with, with the you know final kind of output from what you've produced
1: yeah, and so uh along those lines actually of like getting it perfect, that's the one thing where I re really, I liked the scroll wheel thing, but obviously we know not all scroll wheels are created equal and like mine mm-hmm. I thought I found it was like you've got it at the apex, nothing is pouring. Let go of the mouse, and then just click the mouse wheel once forward and then it like like, oh, I need to put five more grams or milliliters or whatever in and then I click forward and it's like a New torrent of stuff. It's like, oh shit, no. And so it's like, oh wait, am I supposed to back off and like pump fake to get just five milliliters? Mm-hmm. It's like so that part uh, I think could use some some finesse mm-hmm. uh in, in the programming just to get the right like numbers or whatever, but I like I said I do like that it kinda of, especially because you're using sort of very imprecise gear but the game is giving you very precise feedback which maybe is a bad thing, like, I, you know, oh, no, it was 20 liters and 43, 20, you know, 20,043. Like, sure, it doesn't matter, but, like, the game, because it gives you all those significant digits, you think, ah, shit, I messed up. Yeah, You probably didn't. I'm guessing the game doesn't care. Beer doesn't care at that level mm-hmm. of precision and that type of kit, really. Um, So things like that where it's just, like, maybe maybe purposely obfuscate some of the precision that the game has to what the user has uh, learns you have like an x-ray mode which basically allows you to just like read stats off of things like gravity and temperature and stuff which is a nice way of being like here like here are the stats you need to hover over them and have the, and it's like basically like an info window um i I think there might be a better way of doing that maybe not or at least like I kind of would rather like put a thermometer in, and then that allow, gives you access to that. Like, it's just more making it feel a little more tactile mm. than, like, magic information. But yeah, no, I'm I'm really looking forward to, to future builds. Hopefully we'll be able to take a look at them. It's a super interesting uh, game. And like I said, there's a lot of different ways it can go. And obviously this alpha was kind of made to, like, show people how to make a beer in the end. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: And, like, that's very integral but not a, a game in and of itself, so I'm curious as what the game wrap around mm. that mechanic mm. will be
0: nice good um I think that's probably a good place for us to finish this week I have I, maybe maybe a, a final anecdote um that that, mm. that kind of came to mind as we were talking about things that were sort of unfinished um and I, months maybe weeks maybe months ago. I kind of mentioned that I was running through the Halo Master Chief collection um, mm, and yes. putting my thoughts down on each of the games to put together some uh, articles or uh, an article on my thoughts on all of the games before the new Halo released which is coming out in not very long uh, next week the 8th or the 9th potentially uh, I believe mm. Um That that article is not going to go up. Mm -hmm. Fair. I've got a lot of work, of course. uh, But I did try and prioritise the Halo games a couple of weeks ago. And it's something I don't think I've mentioned on the podcast. I may have have talked about Halo Reach and the uh, technical issue I had with that. But with Halo Reach... The Master Chief Collection updated itself. And oh. suddenly, when I went back into Halo Reach, it came up saying I had like five or six different options that I could go and do. Whereas previously, I three of them I'd already done. And two of them I still have mm. to do. But it came up saying I could go and do all of them. And they all appeared on the map for me to go and do. I'm like, I've got no idea which ones I've done it's a it's a semi kind of open hub area where you're like i'm this character go and experience missions from all of these different characters and it kind of broke and that was my time with it and i'm not i'm not i'm not running through all of this again i haven't got the time to do that i'm not going to cool and very much wrote down in my notes game broke stopped playing i then mm. started halo 4 I tried to play through all of the games in kind of in order sort of thing, yeah, and I, and I went to Halo 4 and i I don't know how far through I am I think yeah I'm about on the fifth or sixth uh, level of eleven or twelve about halfway roughly, and I get to a level where master chief finds and then kind of runs around this big Vehicle. A, a giant g- truck. like g- giant, b- big truck. And there's, you know, like three levels to it. I can run around all of these levels and stuff. Anyway, it's got guns on the side. I, I you know, manned one of the guns. I shot down a load of the Covenant. I jumped off of it to go and do some stuff. And then nice. they used, used this kind of uh, pressed up on the pad to bring out this kind of. Uh, um kind of targeting gun in which then this big vehicle used its ginormous gun to explode things um and i got a certain way through this le- this this kind of level and suddenly i'm on the vehicle i turn around a corner and the rest of the map just isn't there just it's just oh, gone just you gone. Won. you beat they, the halo I, well I, I thought, okay, this is, this is odd. I'll, I'll, stay on the manned gun I'm on because obviously when you're on a vehicle, get on a man, get on a gun just in case, right? Yeah. Of course. So I'm on the gun. We go around and I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, the vehicle's still moving. It's, it's not on anything. It's, 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 it's on, it's on a on, path. It's on, though, it's, right? it's on its path and it's just now moving through air. And I thought, hmm, this is weird. Come off the gun. Oh good. Master Chief is now stuck in that position and the vehicle is now just moving off. Brilliant.
1: I was just like, why Perfect. would, why would you course. do that?
0: <laughs> and so I thought, well, I need to I need to do something. I'll restart the level. Restart the level. Played the whole level through. Same. Thing. Same thing. Class. Wow. So I've put Halo 4 down. And I will probably never return to Halo 4. And and, and I mean, see that a, through. You know, coming back to all of our conversations this evening, broken things. Yeah, I was just saying that's a nice uh, circle back uh, to stuff that we would never, time. never play again. Um, and I, I really, really hope that you know, this article will never see the light of day. Now, probably, but yeah, it might. It might. I might talk about all of the other games and then say Halo Four, broken shit. Um, yeah, the, 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 it kind of has me thinking especially with the way that we've seen Halo 5 as it was presented, say, last year and how bad the okay. game kind of looked and those sort of things versus now, say, the multiplayer, which is getting absolute praise and everyone is kind of really enjoying not necessarily the battle passes and the progression and some of the cosmetic issues um in that. But, you know, general gameplay seems pretty solid. I'm sort of sat thinking, right... Halo 5, or not Halo 5, Halo Infinite. When it comes out, is it, is it a game that again, in a, in a week or so's time that I'm going to find the time for? I'm like, right, yeah, I've got, I've got 10 hours this week to be able to play games over various evenings or at the weekend or something. Do I find the time for Halo Infinite? Or do I kind of sit and wait a couple of weeks Wait for people to give their thoughts, wait for loads of people to go, oh, it's bugged or no, it's been a, like a flawless kind of experience sort of thing. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of almost that constant battle of being like, I need to experience this thing as soon as this thing is ready versus, but, but I don't but want e-, yeah. to experience it as soon as it's ready because it's not actually yes. going to be ready. Exactly. How ready is Halo Infinite going to be? Uh, I think that's kind of like my mm. final thought for the, for the episode. And it, it, it's great that, uh, um, you know, Brewmaster has done this alpha for people to experience that, for them to get feedback, to understand that their engine kind of works, but also to sort of see how people react to that kind of thing. How are they going to progress as well with the development and allowing people to come in and test? And break or not their game. And at what point they get to where they're just like, yep, this has got to go out. And at what point did, uh, Microsoft say to 343, it's got to go. You've got to get this out now. This, mm. this is the date. Um, and I think they've had a quite a reasonable amount of leeway, uh, on that versus when it was meant to be released, what, last year, potentially, um, when the console kind of launched. So. We'll see what it's like a year kind of later, but again, for listeners, for viewers, uh, we are coming close to the end of the year. We're going to be doing our yep. end of year roundup in the next couple of weeks, and that will then release on the last week of the year, as it kind of has traditionally done every year that we've been we've been running. Um, so, I think Halo Infinite might and probably will not feature. Because it's releasing so late so late in the yeah. year that we just won't have the time with it to even to, to, to throw it in. And I'd have loved to have played some of the multiplayer. Already. And even in the next couple of weeks to to have done that, but I just don't see any of us having that time to to, to put into it at the moment. So at Halo, it's this massive, massive tent pole franchise for Microsoft. And already it's kind of like, uh, you know, just sort of.
1: Uh. I mean, nothing stuck really this year. Ooh. Like Battlefield, Call of Duty.
0: Yeah. What were they? Yeah. Shooters have had a bit of a hard year. And even not, not, not just those, even things like Escape, which we've talked about, you know, I oh, yeah. heard nothing of it since. I don't know. You know, tons of shooters just seem to be not on the out, but just much less discussed this year, at least. Uh, Last year, tons of people, you know, pandemic, lockdowns, everyone inside. Warzone, I would imagine, got thousands and thousands more searches than it previously kind of did. I I dabbled in Warzone a a tonne last year mm. um, and, yeah, I remember and, you did. and suddenly that want of a first person shooter is kind of gone and, and also seems to be in terms of the media and kind of what people are discussing within gaming so it's going to be really interesting in how Halo Infinite is received uh, and whether it again it is something that is not relegated but is pushed into discussions next year Almost you know at this point, it might as well be a January game come out you know first the first month of the year, wait till after the holiday you know they want to get in before the holidays, so people buy that game for people for Christmas to boost those sales, of course, and get more people coming into game pass, but it feels at the moment like just 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 put it out in January nothing nothing, nothing to, yeah. look, tons of stuff coming out in February, nothing coming out in January be the only thing first week of january bam everyone's talking about halo for a whole month christmas is a weird time Mm. for shutdowns of various industries and and things like that people having time off that you just don't have quite the same news cycle that you do for the rest of the year so yeah it's, it's it's a weird time for it to come out but it'd be interesting to see how it fares and what the what the feedback is like on that and and that that you know you lucy and i We'll all probably play it at some point, but, Mm. you know, next year.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's fine. I feel like the one thing that's happened as we've grown older is realizing that the churn of FOMO and games media is less and less useful. Mm. Uh, between the big companies being full of shit assholes who abuse all kind people in all kinds Absolutely. of ways all of them all of the companies have these-
0: people in don't 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 be you know deluded yeah. in terms of any companies they, they, these people exist on every single level everywhere
1: yeah yeah but um that and this game's just like last year this time was cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> right like that game is Still broken mm. on consoles, um, and it's just like that. And it's it's not it, it's it also is uh, just an example. It's not the exception to any sort of rule. Like these games don't work well when they first come out. Um, a lot of these series have gotten more cynical. It seems uh, with returning to World War II because it sells better with like even less effort in the marketing. To differentiate, mm. just like ah, oh, you like you'll just buy it, um. And so it's just like, well, I don't want to, I don't feel the need to be in the in the discourse. But also, when I pay attention to the discourse, nine times out of ten, it's like for two weeks people are like, oh, I wish this got patched, and then and then it's de- it's gone already. So it's like, well, what am I missing? You know, I shouldn't have the FOMO. I'm trying not to have the FOMO. But even if I had the FOMO, what what am I missing out on? Oh, yeah, it's way easier to not. To not have FOMO when it's just like whinging about yes. a game not being being yet like oh yeah the day zero patch is a hundred gigs or whatever like it's just not mm. worth it yeah
0: yeah absolutely um, yeah, a bit of a downer for us to end on this one. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: know, we'll pick it up uh, it
0: we'll happens. pick it up next week you know pure joy pure joy next week if any of us have actually played any games Uh, let's talk about our beers to end the episode out on Um, I started so I suppose I will um, round mine up first I think I'm going with the Microsoft beer the Infinite Horizons as Mm. my uh, favourite beer this week from Newtown Park, uh, Bristol Brewery Um, it flowed very very nicely and it hit lots of different Flavours through that flow, uh, um, culminating in a a very dry sort of finish, but one which left a lovely flavour, and then invited me back to go back and say yes, experience this whole thing again. The James and the Giant Nectaron from Arbor, um, well, it's not one note, but it kind of does everything mm. very quickly. And that is it. You know, it, it does have those sort of right. like, uh, um, um, sweet notes. Those peachy stone fruit kind of notes in there as well. And it sort of does it all a little bit too quickly. Um, a little bit boozy. Yeah. Great. But a bit thin for, for eight and a half percent. And, It's as a double IPA. It's almost as if they've tried to get the flavour profile of a much lighter beer. And and successfully, the flavour profile of a lighter beer. And put it in a double IPA. But what that does is make it a little bit... uh, You know... uh, uh, Right. As the Newtown Park sort of said with gooey, juicy mangoes. And I didn't necessarily get that from the Newtown Park. It wasn't kind of cloying and sort of uh thick the arbor very much had that it was a bit like chewy and the the malts were doing a lot in terms of it being kind of like you know lip smacking kind of uh constantly trying to just generate a touch more saliva with it being sort of so dry but it was the arbor does a very good job of being here are the flavors that you would kind of associate with a pale, but it's a double IPA. And then you can tell it's a double from that booziness, from these extra kind of few bits. So a well-made double IPA that does a lot more than you think it is kind of doing for the flavour profile. But the flavour of the Infinite Horizons uh, from Newtown Park was just a little bit better for me. And that flow through as well. Uh, And every Newtown Park beer I've had is just very well-made. Uh, they know how they know yeah, how I to agree. structure their beers very, very well. Um so that's it for me this week. Infinite Horizons, the Microsoft beer from mm. Newtown Park. Uh Adol, how about yourself?
1: Uh, it's tough this week. Uh, I liked both beers. Um the third barrel, let them eat cake, coconut brownie milk. So by the end the cola um comparison I was doing felt even more mm. so. Just that cacao nibs. The sweetness, that slight toasted flavor, and I just um, I was losing some of that more malty depth that it mm-hmm. started with in favor of that lactose, that sweetness, uh, that like those very cola-esque things. Even the coconut was, my pal got quite used to it. And it was, it was still quite good and quite interesting, but I felt like by the end of it, I was. It, it it like shrunk rather than grew over time, mm. like the wrong parts of the taste, the ta- parts of the taste I liked started to fade into the background, and the parts that were more samey or like less original stick stuck around. So I'm gonna go with the two old Sir Citra dry hopped sour pale ale, mostly because it was very unique. Like I said, it has the the like sour grape skins. Mm. I saved a little just to have a last sip, and yeah, I um the the tartness lasts throughout the whole taste. Um, but you do get that um, sort of tangerine uh, type si- si- sweet citrus in there, um, and yeah, and just a lovely tartness that sort of stays throughout and is consistent, but isn't in the way mm-hmm. of the other things. So, just I think a more nuanced beer that sort of didn't got. A little more depth over time, but mostly at least it didn't lose itself. But like close to a toss up, to be honest, they're both very interesting beers. And if you were unlikely, they're very different a pale ale and a a sour pale ale and a milk stout. Um, So get the one that you feel like having of that type, and you'll be fine. But I'm going to give the edge to the two all
0: nice, cool. I mean, we're quite often when we have a two old beer. They seem to be the one that, that that wins out just because of the quality of beer as well yeah, that they the, produce. Yeah, nice, solid, exactly, perfect, perfect. If dear listener or viewer, you want to chat to us about the beers that you're drinking or the games that you are playing, you can do so in lots of different ways. You can get us at Tanked Up over on the socials. Uh, you can go to Out of Lives dot net as well to see our faces to see the beers that we've been drinking and to watch our episodes or even just listen to them over on outoflives.net and see lots of other stuff that all of our contributors over there are putting forward and um, putting out there for your enjoyment. Uh, If you don't want to go to outoflives.net but you still want to see our faces you can go to the outoflives YouTube channel or you can come and see us right now on Twitch uh, Network, pretty much everywhere. I think, on both Twitch and on YouTube. Um, So, yeah. Yep, definitely. Uh, Have a look for those. Subscribe, like, share with your friends. Do all of those fucking things. Yeah, comment. Yeah, Just chat to us about what you're up to, what you're doing, what games you're playing, what beers you're drinking. Uh, You can get me at Nova underscore 47, and you can say, hey, Ben, I know you've not got any time, but this is the game that you should probably play next. Brilliant. I I welcome all recommendations. Or, Or... and I've I've dropped off Forza Horizon, I mean, incredibly quickly. But if you would like to play mm. with Adeliver on Xbox, uh, he is...
1: At the Omniarc on all of the things.
0: Perfect. And I'm sure, again, you'd love to hear about games that maybe you'd like to dabble in or, or yeah. play or look at for uh, for the First Looks stream as well, which goes up on the Twitch channel and on YouTube uh, as well. I think they're all the places are all of the things. Yep, all the things. are the beers we drank, they're the games that we have played. Uh, Adol, would you like to uh, finish with any you know, prescient comments or, or, or uh, delectable delights that people would <laughs> Delectable enjoy? delights is
1: good. Uh, drink more beers, play more games, or don't. If you don't have the time or don't feel like it. But, you know, drink more beers. Good, good quality beers. Tell us about them. Uh, and uh, tell a friend about a beer, a game, or a podcast you've enjoyed
0: this week. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Uh, for this week we've been hacked up. Goodbye.
1: Ciao.
2: Www.outoflives.net.